I'm Boohoo. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to The Monologues. This time on The Monologues, we venture back to the ancient Greek world with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, taking a second dive and giving us another chance to immerse ourselves in a large open world RPG to end the summer. After having our guests last time from Columbia, Missouri, we're going to go ahead and have one of their local brewers in Log Boat Brewing Company pairing Brandonius's suggestion of their American Pale Ale, Lookout, and Boohoo's longtime desired choice of their IPA, the Pineapple Snapper. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> IPA, which honestly, I've, I think I've argued this before. It was because the turtle on the can, which actually yeah. the one, I, the first one I saw it wasn't even a pineapple one, but actually the pineapple sounds better. Yeah. Than the regular version. So I'm actually happy that's the way this went anyway. Oh, so um, I didn't realize there was like a straight up snapper. A, yeah. It's, oh. I don't even care. The pineapple is the better choice, but. Um, <laughs> the Sorry, other so thing, I grabbed the cans this time. Yeah, and, you did. Yeah, I just grabbed pineapple snapper because that's what I saw, man. Dude, so, I'm happy about it. And not right. only that, uh, I'm going to have to admit something right now to the, everybody. I've been craving an IPA and I don't know why. <laughs> Because this is the I, IPA podcast, oh, motherfucker. Oh, here we go. I, dude, I'm for real, I've been craving one lately. I haven't said that. And usually I have some in my fridge, but like, I just haven't really been drinking like as much or whatever. And so I have not just went and like, cracked a woman, but just swear to God, I've just been craving a cold IPA in a glass uh, and some game time. You know, we've all been playing Overwatch a little bit more lately. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I've wanted to do is drink IPAs, play Assassin's Creed, and play uh, Overwatch. Well... Uh, this today you're going to get at least your wish fulfilled here with not only an IPA, but an APA. So, oh, yeah. uh, so fill me in. What is an, an APA? What's the difference between an IPA and an APA? An American so, pale and an India pale ale. Yeah. What's the difference? Ooh. Why the fuck? Why do they have to, why is it branded differently? I like, think so we I looked get, this up one time on the hops part of it. I think it's because the, you, they used to ship the, the hops, the barley from, India or whatever. And I don't think that's even the case anymore. I could be wrong on that too. It's but we looked that up. I think a lot in our history of our podcast, I think a long time ago, we actually looked into that. Yeah. So I know that just within the IPAs that are brewed here in the U S like there's a, there's like a wide variety of styles of IPAs that, that are brewed. Like you have West coast varieties that are way more bitter, um, have that more piney, um, but still citrusy flavors, more floral notes are, are in there and stuff like that. And then you have um, the newer version, the New England um, hazies, which are way juicy. When you think of a juicy IPA, that's what you're talking about is a, a New England hazy IPA. It's, it's real fruity, real juicy, real citrusy. It's not as bitter as the West Coast IPAs. Well, when I first started, it's like almost like we've talked about this, too, with stouts and, you know, wine, people that drink wine, you know, I. I even know in my wine days now, I have ventured into a more of a dry wine mm, yeah. and less sweet just because of like over time, that's where you go. Well, with IPAs, I was always told when you're starting out, if you really want to try to find one you like, or if you like them a little, stick to juicies and hazies. They're just the easier notes to handle, more tolerable, I think, or, you know, whatever. But yeah, you know, even like I, we, we've had a couple of those that, uh, oh, what was those ones I had? Um they were like nine or ten percent. Ooh, but if you got two down, you were good. <laughs> but the full contact. Oh yeah, lesions full contact. Yeah, so full Ooh. contact from a lesion. Yeah, that's what nine percent something like that's Some, ridiculous. Nine point eight, nine nineteen point eight. I don't know. Something that'll put you on your ass. Yeah, it's pretty stupid for a 
<laughs> just a, a beer to be drinking <laughs> daily. <laughs> like, oh man, one of those. And yeah, I I'm had good. So many though. I had I, nine yeah. cases. <laughs> not well. So not, I had 36 four packs. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, there was 36 good nights wrapped up right there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're <laughs> killing a month right there for sure. <laughs> and uh, probably two years off my life and my liver, but uh, yeah, there we are. So, uh, so yeah, let's get some beer cracked open. I don't get to use the strong, you know, uh, gauntlet or stronger, uh, bottle opener. We're sticking all these cans lately, but yeah, yeah. here we are, whatever I'll well, use my star Wars glasses, glass shortage as it is aluminum is 100% renewable. And I think like, if you look at it, what all aluminum is almost what they say, something like 90% of all aluminum in circulation is recycled. So dude, and that's not only is that awesome, um, but I'm glad to see more stuff going at it, you know, not to get on like a huge, you know, uh, pedestal on this stuff right now. Cause it's not like I'm doing my part all the time, but I would say I've seen a lot more water companies canning water now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Getting there's definitely plastic. Yep. And that's awesome too. Like, yeah, I I switched completely away from doing like picking up plastic bottles for everything. I carry around my like I have a hard thermos that I keep with me. It's insulated, it's, like keeps my ice cold in there, and it's always nice to have water with me. So, dude, I'm so I'm so cheap. I literally refill <laughs> the same bottles, uh, just plastic bottles. Like, yeah, yeah, I I've I did got... that for a long time too. Yeah, like I would buy one big giant like one and a half liter bottle. I yep. just carry that thing around with me. Yeah. I've, I've been reusing the same, like two or three now for, I mean, I just fill them up. They're like one liters. I just fill them up, leave them in the fridge mm -hmm. and I just like fill, literally fill them up every day. It's probably, who knows what's growing in them. I don't even care. This <laughs> like probably need to wash them damn things, but whatever. Here we are. So yeah. And so tell me, tell me since you'd pop that APA IPA question, or you tell me, why did we do this? Why, why did we venture back to Assassin's Creed? You think? So um, Assassin's Creed, <laughs> I guess the venture back is like, it's a good way to round out the summer. Um, man, what was the last time we had a real, I mean, so I guess breath of the wild was the last real long RPG that we had on there, but that was something that both of us had prior experience really playing through. Um, yeah. Prior to the podcast, we'd played it prior to the podcast. Well, I guess, you know, I guess I take my words back there. Um, uh, Pokemon, um, yeah. uh, Arceus was also an RPG, but this was the first one wasn't this the first RPG that we really had on the game uh, on our, I mean, I can probably tell you pretty quick. Um, so we had a strategy RPG in empire sin. Um, yeah. we had red it dead online, but we played oh, dragon the, age and we had dragon age. Dragon but age this was the one. first one that I think, and the, the highest rated game that we ever had that we had last year. Yeah. And um, I think we ended the summer last time with it, right? We did. Yeah. And so we, I think this is just a good way to come back and wrap up the, the year this year again. Um, I thought, you know, what better way to kind of have like a, a one year out retrospective on, Hey, are you still digging this game a year out? Like, is this still something you can come back to and vibe with? Because last year, man, it was, there was so much to the game. There was so much in that opening of the story that really pulled you in. Would it still continue to hold up, you know, 20 hours in, uh, and that's pretty much where I'm at, like 20. 526 maybe probably i mean i might be a little bit further than that I even i think i'm level like 24 now so i might probably actually be a little bit further in hours than than that at this point did it show our hours i know you can see on there if you click on like ubisoft's deal yeah i'm pretty sure it would show but i, I honestly the last time i looked which was a couple of days ago i was almost at 10 hours 
Oh, then I'm probably yeah. I think I'm probably closer to thirty then, or right more. because I think now I'm at like maybe twelve or thirteen, maybe. I yeah. bet you're pushing thirty. Probably so. So I mean, th- it's interesting, and I think you know that's something that I, I wanted to talk about because um, I think I kind of forecasted it with the last episode um, to see how it would go, and it's interesting playing on it on this side like there's still a bit there's still a lot that really draws you into this game um and i i want to get your take on where we left off because well, when we left off we weren't in the were, same spot yeah you were already past me quite a bit for so, sure uh first off we're we got a cut let me start the first tangent i keep wanting to press my v key to speak <laughs> i have not been drinking <laughs> and I don't, and I, as much as we've always played, I don't know why that's a thing tonight, but I keep like going to talk and feeling like, okay, I got to push the button. I don't, I don't know why that is. <laughs> so now I haven't been drinking. This is going to be the first one, but let's crack. Speaking of that, let's crack these babies open and pour them. All right. So yeah, I'm actually going to, I think we're both going to go ahead yep. and crack them both open. And yep. I want to sample these both side by side, because like I said, I had the question of what's the difference between an IPA and an APA. Um, just this is from the same brewer, so yeah, exact same brewer. So I want to say, hey, like if you're going to put something out, what's the difference? You know, I want to be able to taste it. The difference, we're side by well, side. Let's do it, baby. Cool. Oh, sweet baby, this already looks good. Oh yeah, it smells good too. I'm not gonna lie. So looking at the cans, I do want to say uh, both cans look like they're products of Missouri because they're both. Both of their caricatures on the cans look like they're cracked out on meth. Just saying. <laughs> it's funny you say that because it's two different types, too. Look at their eyes. So the snapping turtle is like the angry. You see him in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. He's asking for gas money, but he doesn't have a vehicle. <laughs> and the owl is the one that's just been up for 12 days straight geeking out on the meth. But you can tell their house is spotless. <laughs> for sure. Dude, I love it. Holy shit, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so kind of looking at them together, side by side, I would say the uh, the lookout is a little bit darker amber color, mm-hmm. um, whereas the uh, the uh, snapper is a lot more pale, like you would expect it, an IPA to be. Um, so I'm going to smell. Okay, so yeah, piney, yeah. citrusy. Um, just what you would expect, like a West Coast style. It's very clear. Um, I would expect this to be everything like an, a West Coast style IPA for the uh, snapper, right? Have you smelled the pale yet? I have not, no. Okay, wait till you smell that one. Not too dissimilar, to be I honest. I get more of the pine out of the pale ale. Out of the pale ale? Out mm-hmm. of the... out of The, the American. Uh, the American pale. I get American. more piney out of the American, and I get a little more floral out of the pineapple, which would make sense. Oh, I definitely, okay, I catch what you're saying there, yeah. I yeah. definitely catch more floral coming out of the uh, the snapper. Yep. Which, if you yep. read the can, it's not just pineapple. If you read it, it actually says pineapple, peach, and melon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that their strong part is pineapple, but that's, you know, most alcohol likes to use pineapple because of how strong it is anyway. So, you know, you, it's funny, so. And I do catch you know, pineapple in the nose on that one for sure. I don't catch oh, the, pine- I don't catch any fruit or anything like that on the, the lookout. So you you made the comment. It's funny you like I know these cans are from Missouri because of their eyes or whatever, which is hilarious. You know, it's I actually thought you were going to totally different route. I thought you were, <laughs> thought you were gonna go. It's got animals that are in you know Missouri. It's got a snap a turtle and an owl. You know, on the no, and you're like no, you can tell by their eyes they're geeking. 
<laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to put those pictures up too. And I'm going to make sure and make some comments about that. <laughs> Hopefully the, the, like the, if you for real, like why is the snapping turtles eyes like red bloodshot stars on them? Exactly. I mean, I he's even got this like fucking weird grimace on his face. He's like, Jesus, he's about to steal something. Don't trust wallet. him. No, yeah, you don't trust him. No. Anyway. So have you tried him yet? Okay. So the, the percentages either. The lookout is pretty mellow. Um, it is pretty bitter, but there's not a whole lot going on other than that. It's just, it's, it, I mean, it's generally just a nice, um, pretty light tasting pale ale. So just to, to give you a comparison, the, the pineapple is 7.2, I believe, ABV. Mm-hmm. And the American is 5.5. So quite a bit of difference from the snapper to the lookout. You're talking 2% roughly. I have not tried the pale ale yet. Let's try that one. It's drinkable. I think the pale ale is pretty drinkable. I mean, yeah. for being, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be my first choice. Even of these two, I think after drinking for a while, I think I'm going to end up picking the pineapple snapper over the, the pale ale. Okay. Yeah. So that snapper, that snapper, you can tell that it, it has, it's a lot more bitter than the lookout um they have a lot of the same uh characteristics palette wise like it's generally um got a lot of the same i don't know it's i don't i don't taste a lot of the same smells that you get like yeah when you smell it you get pineapple i don't get that on the mouth right i get i, an I thought it was gonna be stronger pineapple Right, I get an overwhelming sense of bitter, um, from the from the snapper. Um, with it the, definitely doesn't hide its ABV. That's what I would say for sure. Okay, it definitely that's a good tastes way to put it. like yeah, it's not hiding ABV at all behind pineapple wall. It's well, one thing that I found was interesting. Uh, so I did look up a little bit more because I got interested about why I don't necessarily like IPAs because I don't necessarily like IPAs. Um, uh, and the, you know, the general thought was, is that it's because, you know, they they are more bitter and what they're typically introduced as is West coast IPAs, which is, this is obviously a variety of, um, and that I do tend to lean more towards that hazy New England style IPA. That's a little bit juicier and they tend to have lower, um, what is it? IBUs lower, lower bit- yes. bitterness. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that for me is where my palate is. And I, when, when I was looking all that stuff out, uh, or up, what I, what I learned is there was actually a bitterness race in IPAs in that they were trying to just see how bitter at one point they could make IPAs. Yeah. And that no. was a thing. So the driver, it's funny you bring that up. So the driver I took over for, um, when I first started at Budweiser, uh, was telling me he used to get big into reading about that stuff and how he said one of the things was they were getting to a level like your tongue couldn't even register the IBUs they were trying to hit. Right. So your your tongue can only register up to about 80 IBUs. And then beyond that, it doesn't register anymore. It's just, it's bitter. bitter. Right. <laughs> and there was actually a beer that was rated at, and they do formulas to calculate the bitterness because of the amount of hops they're putting into something. There's not like, it's a, it's a mathematical equation essentially that they're putting in there. Math's everything by the way. But 
essentially they calculated the bitterness on this beer to be 1000 IBUs. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Like just because they could, it was the yeah. essential that's, reason. And right? dude, that's like the stuff Luke used to talk about. He's like, it doesn't even make any sense that like, you're not. Yeah. You can't even take you. You can't no different. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, yeah. One of the weird things that I found out about it. And yeah, just generally, I guess I don't, don't care for that, that real bitter flavor. I'm, I'm kind of on your side though. I do like the hazy and the juicy ones better. Um, and there's been a couple I found that have just been really good. Uh, Goose Island has really surprised me because I think we've tried what their lemonade shandy and I've tried some of their other stuff. Like their regular IPA was not a fan, mm-hmm. but their neon beer hugs that they've been doing. I don't think we'll ever work it on a podcast. It's, I mean, it's maybe, but you know, they have like three different kinds and I've like, I've really been impressed. Uh, I've almost went and bought their mix pack again because mm-hmm. it was pretty good. I mean, I, and I don't know if I ever had you try those or not. Mm-mm. No, buy. we actually talked about it at one time, whether or not we oh, wanted to do them. Do it, on, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, which there's I, a new hunting game out like on Xbox, the new Xbox Series X and or PlayStation 5 that we could have paired with it for bear hunting again. But I think we had our fill at the last hunting game. So <laughs> we'll maybe hold off on that for a while. Yeah. And that was the same thing we did last time. It was because we had those line kugels. They had bears on it, which that line of kugels was so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was for sure. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, so I guess we can get, let's get back to the game. So sorry for the tangents that we always go off on, but. So it's all good. Beers are part of the, the podcast too. So I, it absolutely is. And I actually have to do a pretty big shout out to, I brought it up before. So, you know, I'm a huge hardcore history fan with Dan Carlin. And it's funny how much my daily life is filled with all my driving of his podcast. Well, like one of his main ones out right now is King of Kings. Okay. Well, sir, it's about Greek and Persian like time frame. Yeah. And so to see in a lot of that ancient history, you know, the character in this Herodotus, which they pronounce it different. He pronounces it different. He always says how he butchers. He's like us. He, he always says he bilingually or, or multilingually can butcher anything. So it's kind of <laughs> funny. It doesn't matter what language is in it. He's like, I'm going to mess it up, which I think we both can relate to that. At least I know sure. I can. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. And so Herodotus is like, you know, they can't tell if he's a playwright or an actual historian. Right. And there's a lot of crap given about him. But he's like, but if you take that away, what do you have? You have like virtually nothing. So some of it you just kind of have to weed through. Um, but it was funny when he popped up because, you know, I'm behind you in the game. Yeah. So he just popped up for me not that long ago. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then they went into the. Um, oh, what is the Oracle called? Uh, it starts with a P. Oh, um, and I would have pronounced this wrong. And they, it's funny to hear their enunciation versus like Dan Carlin talking about it. Um, of Delphi. What is that? I'll t- I'll tell you. I'll find it. Give me one second. Yeah, I know what you're, you're talking right. about. Right? Yeah, you know exactly. It's what she's like. What leads you to the cult of Cosmos? Yeah. What is her title? She's the Oracle, but she's called something, and it was called that way in history too. That's not like this game is actually trying to follow from what we know of ancient history pretty well, like, and, and then obviously it's like working in their own, you know, fiction, but for sure, it actually has a lot of characters in it and a lot of names from history. I think it's super awesome what they're doing. Um, oh my gosh, where is this at? Uh, this is going to drive me nuts. I'll think of it at some point. Yeah, I know it starts with a P pretty much. It stands for Oracle. It's the Oracle of the time, but I, this might be something you don't know because it's not going to be in this game. So where the history of that comes from, or the, the, the Oracle of, from back then, like that they went to, uh, the story or one of the stories behind it was this cracks in the ground was releasing this gas, a farmer's uh, like sheep fell in it. He went in after it and could see his past, present and future. 
and it became this big thing. So they built the temple that the Oracle's at on top of these cracks or at least this <laughs> gas. And uh-huh. they started out having like virgins as the oracles. And eventually they just had the, like that wasn't working. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's reasons for that. And then it, then it became older women were the oracle, but they dressed him as young virgins. It's a whole, it's a whole storyline. I'm telling you, which uh-huh. like I said, so I, I listened to uh, so much of this. And especially recently that it was like, Playing the game, it was like this weird light bulb moment. I'm like, oh my god! Like I literally just listened to this stuff today, and here I am playing and seeing these characters. So it was pretty cool to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting. They do do a lot to <clears throat> bring in um, people you would have heard of. Like I'm not as huge of a history buff, um, but I mean, people like Socrates. Um, yeah, you know, they, you know, Herodotus. The, you know, they names that you recognize just from like basic education um like it's they're there and so it's you feel a a connection to that game i guess if you have that passion into the um into the histories of greece then this might even more draw you into the game because it sticks throughout the game. Those characters are very much well intertwined throughout the entire story. So much as, as far as I've gotten through. Um, Pythia, probably, by the way. Pythia. Yeah. And they pronounce it a couple different ways. Dan Carlin says it one way. The game says it one way. It's whatever. So what's interesting about the game is the game got all native Greek speakers. So everyone that is speaking is an actual Greek speaker. Um, the guy that you hear speaking as um, uh, uh, Alex. Uh, Alexos. Alexios. Alexos. Yeah. He's actually Greek. Um, he, I told you last time you really, you stood up for Cassandra's voice and I told you, I really liked Alexios's voice. Like I thought. Yeah. He I think does a really a good, good job. job. Yeah. No, he does a good job. Like, but hearing it from my side where he's got to be. um. So hearing it from the Cassandra side, where he's got to be, um, I don't know, kind of menacing and darker. It's just not. It doesn't fit like him. I guess as a personality, I could see it oh, as him as a see- good guy. Oh, right? I didn't even think about that. Okay, like so his that's what- voice naturally sounds like a good guy. Like, hold on, because that's I didn't even think about that. Because when you go into the bottom of the cult of the cosmos, like you're a bad chick to me. Yes, I, I bet I would. You should hear my how she speaks on my side because it's weird right. to hear her be menacing. Right, exactly. Man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess yeah. that would so, be weird. So yeah, when I hear when I hear the lines from him, it's like not convincing. Her deeply convincing. Huh. Um, but That's yeah, super interesting, man. I have a huge thing to talk about too. You know, I've got such a big thing. So, <laughs> so this is we ha- okay. So we both recently listened to the first episode of this, correct? Yes. And I yeah. kind of wish I'd have listened to it again, more recent, because I was I, there a week ago. Yeah, I was kind of thinking you about have that the same thing too. Yeah, yeah is what I was getting ready to come on here today. I was like, man, maybe I should listen to that closer to today instead of last week. But oh there's well. one thing you're going to remember, and I know it. It's our argument about <laughs> whether yeah, the dad because I was die. still right, but you know, it's cool. <laughs> Well, I'll let so, you be wrong, but you yeah, know, no, that's fine. I, I, I absolutely. So here's the thing. Uh, you were right in a couple things. He was going to be worse off living than dying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're right about that. Yep. Uh, here is because you ran into him, right? So you, yeah. you got to the point where you ran into mm-hmm. him. Oh yeah. And you had the choice to kill him or not. Oh yeah. Do you know what and I you did? You cho- still chose to kill him. No. 
You, you let him I, live. I, I don't have the courage. <laughs> I, I <laughs> had the balls. How did, how did you not have the courage to kill him? Because it like, okay, so I internally wanted to so bad. And I did, I played it out. I played it out. I killed him, right? Uh-huh. I played it out. And then the, the his actual son or whatever. Find uh, you. He, well, he comes up and attacks you. Right. And you got to kill that motherfucker too. Yeah. Well, so, and here's the thing. Well, you could let, I think you can let that guy live, can't you? Uh, I think I don't you know, could he, probably escape battle and maybe, but I don't know how that how that works and storyline wise because it's not it doesn't seem like it's an option. But I mean, maybe I you probably could just sneak away. I mean, honestly, yeah. you probably could have went stealth and just like disappear. I don't know. Yeah. But I um you know I don't have that Spartan kick thing, but I do have that like bull charge. It does the same thing though. It knocks people back. So if you're by a cliff, they go flying on their back and die. Yeah. So then I killed the sun and I was like, man, it really wasn't. And this is where. This is where I could not be the guy that they're like, you have to do what needs doing to get it done. And innocents have to die too, but it's still good for the cause. I can't, I'm not, I can't be that guy because the son held me up more than the dad. So yeah. I wasn't already pleased to have to kill somebody. Right. So I was like, I mean, even in a video game, my moral compass is like running full, full flash. It's like going full speed. Right. So I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I want him to die. Cause I think he deserves, it. I still believe he deserves it just sure. to get it out of the way. Cut the cancer out, be done. I don't really care. Like, Let's just remove all of this. M- most of those people, it seemed like back then, probably needed to die. That's not, That's where my brain's going, okay? So here I am, and I'm like, fucking AJ. God damn it. Jesse was like, you know, I, you shouldn't kill him, blah, blah, blah. He argued with me. I was like, I want, I'm like, I don't have the courage of the balls. Because I, when I <laughs> killed him at first, I was like, okay, I can live with that. And I was like, I was uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. I was uncomfortable with it. But I was like, I can handle that. Then the sun comes up and attacks you, and I had to kill that, and I Spartan, right? Spartan kick him. I did the bull charge, knocked him off, fell on his back, and died, and I went, I don't have to kill a bunch of people just to make up for this guy being a douchebag. Like, that guy didn't deserve to die, and I went, nah, I'm reloading. I can't do this. <laughs> I just reloaded and let that piece of shit live, and I just, I not, I've not been happy with it since then. I'm not, I think I just can't be pleased. I'm not going to be pleased either way. So that's honestly really cool about this game. There's a lot of decisions you have to make in this game. That there's not a good one to have, dude. Um, there's a point that you may or may not get to because it's not a part of the main quest or anything. But there's people that you'll encounter where you have to make decisions about whether they should live or die, and then you have to live with those decisions. Um, early on in the game, you come across a village that's infected with a plague, and you have to make the decision whether or not you kill the village. And if if you choose not to, or not the village, the family, the family has a plague. If you choose not to kill the family, you massacre a bunch the entire of entire island, not uh, just right. And so they love testing your just moral exactly. compass, don't they? Yeah. And then okay. later in the game, I just came across another scenario like that. I came across a lone child who was abandoned by her mother, said she was going to take up with pirates and she was going to come back and they would live a rich life together. That she just needed to wait here on the side of the shore for her to return. And she's this little child still thought that her mother would return. And she was making people that were her friends out of clay from the mud pools below her. And, and what's your decision in this one? You have to either tell her that nobody's ever going to come back to her and that her friends aren't real. Her clay friends aren't real because she's delusional at this point because she's a small child and her mind has just been broken by being abandoned. Or you don't tell her that her mother's never coming back and her friends aren't real. What did you do? 
I didn't tell her. I didn't have the courage to tell her that her <laughs> friends weren't real. Okay, so I, like, I, I I hope I have the balls because I and I'm I can't I, now. Yeah. I have to be a little bit open minded to what will happen when I get to that point after the last right. ordeal. But I want to be able to tell her they're fake so she can move the fuck on. Right. I th- I totally probably made the wrong decision, oh, but man, I couldn't make that decision in the time. So all I can do is now come back at some later point and see if that little girl is okay. But there are so all sorts of these moral tests inside of this game. It is really, really weird. And they are moral tests. That yeah. is one thing. Did that you say the really people cool. in the cave, right? Before you got to the Pythia, you say it like, because she brings that up. I think that's weird. So maybe that's one of the first, I think she brings up to prove that she knows stuff about you. If you've done some side stuff, I think it gets brought up. Well, that was one of the only side things I must have done that really stood out as like a moral decision because there's people in a cave. Did you come across that, that they stole food? Oh, yes. Yeah. And and I didn't kill them. I was like, just take some food and get the fuck out of here, you yep. know, or whatever. Yep. Uh, yeah, I did the same. Yeah. And I, you know, like butchering people or whatever. So yeah, I was like, uh, she brought that up and I was like, holy shit, this Oracle's for real. how she know how she know that so yeah which so something i want to bring up too which by the way i've almost drank that entire uh snapper just let you know the snapper Mm -hmm. i i only put little i only brought little taster glasses i didn't bring right like full full uh pint glasses in but well so the boys keep i keep telling the boy this is how good this game has been i it's kind of like the and it must stand out because they keep asking me this comparison to long dark so I keep telling the boys, like, man, I've been having a lot of fun on that game. It's, like, really good. And they're like, oh, and, you know, Shay has listened to a lot of our episodes. More mm-hmm. Z hasn't really listened to a bunch of them. Z's, like, Z's our promoter. You know, he wants to tell everybody he, his dad <laughs> has a podcast. And he wants to advertise for sure and help yeah. us pick games. But he doesn't ever really listen to episodes. Shay's, like, the exact opposite. Shay never comes up with a recommendation, but he listens to all of our episodes. You know? And... I think that's hilarious, but so me and Shay were throwing the football out in the yard today before we had to go to practice, uh, and I was like, I was like, dude, that game is really freaking good, and I, I think the graphics of this game still surprise me, like, for sure, dude, Definitely. this game is so beautiful, and how far it can render out when you, like, synchronize your bird, yep. you can see so far, and it renders that far, or whatever, I'm like, dude, that's nuts, but yeah, it's anyway, I'm get- beautiful, yeah, but what I'm getting at is, He's like, he, he asked the question. He's like, I'm like, I think this is like one of my favorite games we've reviewed. And he's like, even better than the long dark. And I think it's funny that he brings that up. Like he knows that's one of our ones that yeah. we really liked, you know? Yeah. And I was and I had to tell him because of the quality this, and just, I think this is a good way to show like a review. We really liked that. And we did a second part on that one, which was our first, I think ever second part. Yep. So it's almost fitting that this would be a game that we're doing a second part on also, but I think quality, I would give this game the money. I would give this game better, but it had more funding and yeah. it's a different style. Like, and that's what I tried to explain to him. I said, well, yeah, but they have a huge company backing this. Like, the, I mean, do I think it's right. better than, yeah, but there's a lot more going on, you know, the, well, for what so Long Dark is, it's amazing. Do So do I think it's a better game than the Long Dark? I don't think think it's a better game than the long dark i think the long dark is definitely i don't know i think the long dark is to me it's it's a i can't i don't know if i would if i had to head to head them i would pick the long dark over assassin's creed right now 
Really? Uh, See, I think I would take, I think I would take Assassin's Creed because I is and I. It's really hard to say. That's what's funny is it's really hard to say that because Long Dark was free versus the sixty bucks we originally paid on this game. But the amount of how much more is going on in this game, like I, I feel like Long Dark gives you one type of game you can play. I feel right. like Assassin's Creed kind of gives you more options. I feel like there's a lot more quality, but like I said, you also had to pay more money for it, and they had a lot bigger team behind it. So it's, it really becomes kind of hard to to like put those head to head because you're kind of taking the in, in the story of Herodotus, you're kind of taking the Greek versus the Persian army, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> this massive big thing against this like small Spartan clan. You know, like it's it's crazy, right? But the reason why I would I would put them that way is I think the the Long Dark set out to do something where they're giving you an objective to to finish. There is a story that you're complete, and that is your goal. There are some side quests to do, but they are all along the line of completing the main story, and you really can't fuck around. On <laughs> We talked about on, that, yeah. Right. There is no really fucking around. It is get in and get your job done. Like Otherwise, you're going to die. I mean, yeah, I told you about that time trying to run back. Right. I, I mean, that was insane. And it, it's so, weird, too, because it made me feel like, out, you know, so real. Like, I had to get back. I was going to die in this blizzard, you know? In in Assassin's Creed, it's not the same. Um, you're a god. There's no real fear of death. It's a reload, and you're good. Um, it it doesn't give you the same feeling, right? Like, if you die, you die. Like, I've, I've died. Sure, I've died in combat. Like I haven't died since I fought that first mercenary, um, oh, honestly. I have. Um, but since I'll, that first mercenary that I died 37 times on to beat him, I have not died since then, I don't think. Oh, I've, I've died uh, in forts and stuff, uh, oh, for wait. sure. I died on ship battles. I yeah, did, yeah, you're right. I did, had to reload. There was a ship battle I had to reload like six or seven times, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely trying to figure out the, some of the ship battle stuff um, yeah. uh, until I figured out the path that I'm currently in. And sometimes I'm just uh, real like bullheaded and I'll try to hack and slash my way through a, an army of people that's not not realistic. Instead of I'm, just stealth on half of them or yep, more. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I had, I've, no, I've, like I said, I've survived all the forts. Survived, I've been pretty good about that. Literally, the last time I died was ship battles. So, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's not it's not the same. Um, the Assassin's Creed there's a there is a lot to it. Um, there's a lot more you can do. They're different styles of games uh, entirely. I don't think they're necessarily even in the same vein whatsoever. No. But, um, you know, I, I so that's why I would pick you know the Long Dark over um, Assassin's Creed just because. Um, of the two, they're both super immersive, but to me, with the features that um, the gameplay has for the long dark, it draws you, it ha- it forces you to be more engaged in the game. There is, there is no fucking around. Like, there is no chill. Like, you have to be involved. In Assassin's uh, yeah. Creed, you can, I can chill. I can put something up on it on the TV and watch it. I can be engaged in something like you even made a comment. Like it's easier for you to not have to be just there. Like you can do other things while doing it. Well, until until I say that until story, if there's any storyline that comes up, like I pop my headphones on because for sure I, I, because they've done such a good job with like the voiceovers and stuff. And like this, the little cutscenes. like I, I don't miss any of those. 
But a lot of it is just riding you your horse like one? nine miles across the fucking <laughs> planet to, you know, <laughs> Did because you hook that's up Assassin's Creed. I got to ask huh? that. Did you hook up with the chick? I, I haven't hooked up with anybody. I've had plenty of opportunity to hook up with. You haven't hooked yet. up with any chicks on there? No, there's been p- opportunities to hook up with both men and women. I haven't come across any of the men. That's interesting. Mm. Oh, yeah. You you're will. a chick. Yeah, you're a chick there, too. So you've had no, some other you chicks. will come across opportunities to hook up with men. Dude, right on. Rock so, on, dude. That's I mean, cool. so it's coming. Like, hey, choices are cool. I like that. Yeah. So here's what I was getting at is so because I was like, I remember popping my headphones in because I was like, this this bitch is hitting on me. I think it's the one where you could t- you, the end of the storyline with her is that she kind of ha- it's almost like she hired a mercenary because they were trying to make her marry somebody. Yeah. And she had like some people killed. I think that's kind of the vibe I got. Yep. Yeah, I, I know still smashed mean. it. I mean, either way, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna turn that. You know, uh, no judgment on anybody. You gotta smash what you gotta smash. I'm just saying. Yeah, but either uh, way, I I typically don't do that type. Like when those options are in games, I I just don't go with them. I always do. Mass Effect had a bunch of them, and I always tried to have every love interest I possibly could. Yeah, every single time. I don't I don't know why, but love interests in games never like I. Man. Oh, dude! Every I, oof, see this is where, as much as we're alike, this is where we're very different because every story to me needs to have some kind of love vein somewhere, some kind of vein. Not vein. at all. Uh, Completely dude, un- unnecessary. Oh, I love it. Completely slip, unnecessary. It, it, well, it can be lust. First, let me replace that. So it can, doesn't have to be necessarily love. As much as I love love, there it can be lust. What it, I got to have so, that vein in there. I I. Completely disagree. Agree. It's completely <laughs> unnecessary to the story. Like it serves no purpose. Oh, shit. Yeah, I get that. Right on. But no. So you know. So I got to. Man, I, it almost seems like I got to where you ended last time. Almost really. I mean, I got to. So yeah, let's talk through where you got to because I'm probably um, I I am undoubtedly much much further beyond where you're at. And then I want to talk about like what's happened since where you left off. And let me what I feel like the game because is of, doing because of uh, I feel like we could talk about this forever. Let for me sure. crash course speed run and catch people up for anybody still listening. Let me crash course speed run you up to so that we ended the last time with boom pans out five hours uh, of roughly of gameplay. And you're like, it's the tutorial. And you went, holy shit, what? And you're going to find the Wolf of Sparta, which is your dad, or you think is your dad. And you filled everybody in. It's not actually your dad. Your right. sister is also, or brother, whoever character you play, is also not dead. Right. I argued with you, kill the guy, found out we don't have, <laughs> I don't have the balls to kill him because it involves killing other people as well. Uh, it's funny, too, because it's all just AI, but whatever. Um, speed up to that you're now searching for as as he leaves he tells you to search out your mother to get the answer of who your real father is and i don't at that point you don't know well at least if i remember right at that point you don't know your sister's still alive you just know that your mother is alive and you have yep. a real dad also somewhere yep so then you get sent on that and you have like two main quests elpenor which we both talked about and agreed is a sadistic piece of shit yes and i don't know if it gave me a choice but i definitely killed the shit out of that guy um, I don't think he had a choice. I think he had to go kill him. Yeah, Elpenor. that's good. I, I killed he, him too. Pretty he, good. Dude, so. even the freaking game makers were like, yeah, he don't have a choice. He's going. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, I just see that like, the, what's the guy that does uh, Game of Thrones? What is his name? Um, Peter. Little finger. No, 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 no. no the, uh, the author. 
Um, oh, uh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, George, I just feel like George R. R. Martin was like, "Why have they not killed this guy yet?" You know, like you got to murder everybody. Why is this guy alive? You know, he's like that guy needed to die. Even the people are like, "Oh yeah, you're right. It's time. Like he needs to die." Yeah. So Elpinor gets murdered uh, because he's the one that sent you after Wolf of Sparta, and he has, dude. I feel like his and I as a fan of fiction and a fan of storyline and character development. I felt like his whole storyline, you do kind of have a choice of how you engage in the conversation when you first go back to his house with him. Uh, there are some options, but I don't remember. Well, I don't remember. Sorry, you got to play so much more than me. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the exact <laughs> options, but I kind of put a little bit of pressure on him and they rush his, his kind of dialogue into straight up like him attacking you and bolting. And they really? don't really even okay. tell you where he goes. But it, you have a little clue because your stepdad or whatever you want to call him was like, hey, watch out for snakes in the grass. Well, if you go searching in the Valley of Snakes, you'll find he's camped out there. Um, Elpinor's camped up in like a fort up there. That was like, I had no marker to find him. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew that because of that and found him. But yeah. when you first go back, he doesn't attack you. He pays you. And you're like, why did you send me to kill him? He's like, I knew you would. I thought you wanted to. And like, now I want you to kill your mom. Like, he was wanting you to kill everybody. Yeah. Because you find out he's part of the cult of Cosmos. So. Right. You still his cult of Cosmo stuff after you find him and kill him, which he's not at that house. You got to go find him in the valley. So I go do that. Right. And then you go, you get the thing to go see the Oracle and you meet Herodotus and all this, which is an ancient author, Greek author. And most of the stuff he writes about, whether it's a playwright or actual history, which he kind of, it's, you could perceive it either way. He's mo- writing most of that stuff 80 years after it happens. I mean, if you go and like look at history stuff, we don't have to get into that. So you meet Herodotus and they have their own development of like who he is. And he's reporting to Pericles, which is also in there, which is awesome, by the way, more ancient names uh, through history. So you, he sends you or he talks to you and you don't really, my guy did not trust him at first very much. Herodotus? Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I got. My guy was not really like trusting of him at first. Well, Well, because he was, um, he's, he's uh, not a Spartan. He's Athenian, right? So like. He's Greek. But he's huh? Athenian, not Spartan. Yeah, yes, correct. Yes. So, so there is that culture clash. Like, like your character comes from um, what Cephalonia, and Cephalonia's like. I don't know if you ever get a a sense of who's in control of the island of Cephalonia, but your character is Spartan and has always thought of themselves as Spartan, right? Right. And so I can see why they don't have trust of Athenians. Though they're trying to actively like bring down well, Spartans because of what happened to them. And I won't go into like the history of this, but if you look into why most of that stuff wasn't considered like one nation, they never were, no. they were separate, right? They were separate entities. They were kind of at odds. And if Athens and um, Sparta, I mean, they, they had their different stereotypes but they had their own stuff going on and they weren't like a part of like one nation and it almost seemed like when you really look into the history of it they were always meant to go head to head with the persian like that was always going to happen it almost seemed like Mm -hmm. but athens i think and like i said i'm I'm gonna back out of the history of this really quick because i don't want to get buried in this because i love it too much (laughs) but at one point like athens even tries to like go back and like even considers like you know siding with persia persia had some pretty good deals one of the first conquering people to really offer up a lot of deals like, Hey, like you can stay, you, you can keep your government, you can do whatever, just fight under our flag. Like you don't have to make this a big deal. And they were like one of the first nations to really kind of do things that way. And after there was some problems, that's almost like where Athens was kind of going back to. So Sparta and Athens had issue right off the bat. I mean, it was, they were already and Persia knew that they sent trades people. They sent people out to kind of learn this stuff of the nations that they were going after. 
So they already kind of knew who had problems with who, then they would pit them against each other. I mean, it's, there's a lot of political shit going on back then too. It's not just like today that that happens, but we yeah. could get out. We can get out of that mess. So you meet Herodotus and your uh, Barnabas guy, your, your, your pilot of the ship, your driver, your captain of the ship is kind of the one that introduces you. You, you meet the Oracle. She knows way more about you than what you expect. Your my person was very, uh, you know, like skeptical, like I'm walking into this oracles aren't real. And then she blew his fucking mind wide open. Yeah. You know, like I told you, knew about the people in the cave, knew all this stuff. And then you find out the cult of the cosmos. And then you go to her house and track her down, kill the people around there, talk to her again. I had to threaten her, or I, I don't know if I had to, but I did threaten that hooker <laughs> to tell me where the cult of cosmos was. Right. And then you dress up and you go and blah, 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 which there's a little bit of, um, mess ups in writing where if you do the Elpinor quest first she's saying stuff that doesn't match up because she's acting like Elpinor still alive and you even correct it which is like the way it should be but there's a few lines that don't really ma- match up or make sense hmm. um, until after like it your dialogue catches up and realizes that he's dead and that it kind of backtracks and fixes itself but there's a little bit of the writing that you could almost say is like off a little if, because it doesn't choose, well, you don't have to go. You don't have to go to her first, and I didn't. I went and killed Elpinor first. Right, right, yeah. I mean, and there's, I mean, it's, it's all completely non-linear. Like you don't have to do anything really in particular well, order, other than like the like the direct Odyssey quests. Well, and I think um, what caused that mess up, honestly, was the fact that, like I said, I didn't have a guideline to find him. I bet if I would have went to her first, I didn't uh-huh. even think about that. There was no marker for me to find Elpinor. Yeah, my net. I went to Elpinor first. He took off. I fought his guards. Yeah. He disappears. You have no idea where he's at. My next direct quest was to go find her. Right. I didn't do that. I went, I saw the place called Valley of Snakes and I went, that's kind of on the nose. I'll go there and <laughs> found that piece of shit and killed him and then went to her. That's, I guess that makes sense why that would have created a few hiccups in the dialogue, but yeah. So you're at the point, or so that's at the point where you're just then going to to find the or you, to meet the cult at their, I their actual meeting. Then I did, I did want the so where I ended was I went to so you threaten her, she sends you to the cult, you dress up, Protestant takes your stuff, you go in there, uh, you realize that place is full of crazies. You also your guy kind of panics realizing that they control all of the Greek world, like right the known Greek world. They're like in control of everything, and you, and it's weird because they really put it on your guy that like. I love the dialogue. I love the story writing because they're like, your guy's kind of like freaking out about it. He's like, we're absolutely fucked. They own, they control everything. Like, I don't even know why we're trying. Right. And Herodotus is like, no, like I, the guy I work for Pericles, we still have to tell him, blah, blah, blah. And so that's actually where I ended at was Herodotus giving you your next quest after you see, you meet your sister or your brother in there. Um, She slams, she, and it's funny too, because man, they do it so well. She picks up on when she sees your memories she has the 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 wherewithal to go, I can't react right now. I have to play this off. And murders another dude that says he's a traitor to right. cover your ass. You pick up the little gold triangle thing and bolt out. And you're just like, and your guy's like, your guy's like broken. Well, you're a chick. My guy was like broken. He's like, I don't even know what to do with this. My sister's alive. The world's being controlled by these pieces of shit. I'm like, the world's fucked. And then your dude's like, Herodotus is like, no, like, it's fine. Let's tell Pericles. We got some quests to do. Blah, blah, blah. And that's why that's where I ended. So you can if you can remember back that far, sir, you can pick up from there. So at that point, so at that point, I, we probably went on different paths because that's at the point where you can start going on different paths. At that point, you have a couple different things you can do, I think, if I remember right. Um, 
Um, Herodotus kit? asks you to go to some really weird name place first because he thinks it'll help uh, narrowing down something, but he's very ominous about it. He's not very uh, detailed about what he's saying. So you go and you meet um, Socrates, and I can't remember where at, though. Um, it, it's You're mo- meeting more than just Socrates. Well, Pericles is the general for them at the time. I know, but there's there's a battle going on between um, the... Um, so in Athens, there's a battle going on between those running the government, um, so the, the democracy, and those running um, just the, the general army. Um, and uh, they're kind of uh, running like um, just out in squares, like campaigns for who should have control of, you know, the people and the power. And so, um, so because you do go someplace, but you're going there. So where, where I went, you're going there to find out more details about. So you're going there to find out more details about how to find Marini, your mother. Um and there from there you get like basically or at least i did you get basically three different quests that give you even more details about how to find marini um uh and that's where i'm at um and one of them is like uh there's this pilot or pirate island um that you have to go um and this is where i'm at at this point i hope Um, you find the mom to that little girl and can cut her throat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did, I, I think, did i think it really dark really quick sorry i just i you you said pirate island i was like i bet that fucking bitch is there <laughs> you know i think she's dead um i hope so but uh uh you go to a pirate island um and i can't remember the name of, gosh i can't remember so there's so many people i can't remember the name of the pirate well it doesn't help that they're like ancient names so they're already tongue-tied you know they're always they're already a mouthful right like I said, I can't even remember the name of that place Herodotus sent me next to meet him. It's I feel like there's an X in it. I don't even know, like xenophobia. I don't even know <laughs> what it was, but it was like some some temple place. I'm supposed to meet him before we go see Pericles. Which and actually, while you're taking a moment to figure that out, I actually do have a really kind of a big couple, and just like one big shout out. Really, is uh, I want to say a shout out to thanks Brandonius for the the beer recommendation on the uh, lookout. You know, with the cracked out owl, and um, and in all honesty, uh, you know, thanks for the the being guests up here. I hope that we get to do another one because I feel like we're all for those of that don't you know uh, listen all the time. We're Overwatch fans, and we have the next one coming out soon. I feel like we're all kind of amping up for that. So definitely, that is uh, it's something that's kind of like bittersweet. I yeah. would say, like I knew when you sent the text out, like, are we going to have a going away playing when they yeah. shut down the servers on that? I went. Yeah, I felt that kind of not cringe isn't the right word, but like that little bit of tinge, like that little bit of oh, that is a little bit sad. I mean, it's it's been a long time for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 not sure where I land on it still. Like, do I? I mean, it's it's coming, but meh. I don't know if I want it to come. <laughs> well, I mean, mm. so anyways, so yeah, so he sends you so. From there, he should send you to Athens, uh, or send you, yeah, and you you get to go to the road. You get to go to the road to to join Pericles' symposium. Um, is that where you're at? It's he. So he he tells me two things. He says we need to go see Pericles. We need to fill in what's going on. Right. And he goes, hold up. I have one other place you need to meet me first. Phoenix or 
P-N-Y-X. Penix or whatever. Penix. <laughs> Penix. Well, and the, when Penixes. he first says it to me, there was more letters than that. Okay. So whatever first place he says, there's more letters. I know there's more than four letters, but I know there's an X involved. That's all I remember because I went, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the something, something of that. I don't know. Like it may not be all one word is for, and that might be, you know, the word, but there's some more he says with it. I'm like, I don't know what that is. It sounds like a, a statue or a temple, but okay, I can do that. But anyway, so yeah, go ahead. So you, you are, where do you go from that? After you see Pericles, do you like, do you remember? I mean, like I said, you're like a level, you're twice my level plus. So yeah, this is actually, I mean, this is man stuff that I played like over a month ago at this point. Like seriously. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm really excited for the next month, by the way. Yeah. I mean, as much as I've been craving an IPA and some video games, uh, I've really been craving some fall, fall time, scary fall pumpkin, Octo- especially the Oktoberfest. Oh uh, yeah. 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 No, I'm excited. So, oh, let me just crack up on another one of these pineapple snappers. Nope. Going with the lookout. Sorry. Excuse me. Going with the lookout. Nice. So, okay, so from there, you do have to go to, I mean, you're essentially, you're making your way to, to talk to Pericles, to, to join him, right. to tell him what's going on. I, it doesn't, I guess, really matter what island you're going to. Um, and you do have to get to him. Um, and you can't just talk to him out in the open, because like I said, there is, they're in the middle of like, um, war. It's like, well, it's not, well, they are in the middle of war with Sparta. Right. Um, and uh, because of that, there's a battle going on between Pericles and I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's a general of the army. Uh, so who is the general of the army there? So Pericles is the leader of the democracy. Um, well, and, he, and, and there's the general of the army, which Pericles, is. So you. OK, so from what I remember from history, Pericles was the leader of the, the army. So when you get the choice talking to Herodotus, it says, do you know who Pericles is? You can choose. He's the leader of the democracy. You can say he's leader of the, the militia like the leader of the general of the army i said general of the army uh-huh. so i'm assuming based off how things worked back then he's probably was both at some point but there's a the the general of the the militia that's actually that's fighting against him to say you know i need to take control of things because he's not running this the right way to to beat sparta um the, so so you can't just talk to him openly about hey the the cult is trying to to control all of this. So what you're doing doesn't matter. And also in all of this, I also want to find my mother and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, so you can't just have that conversation with them out in the open. Shit. And you know, so, my mom, <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. You know, you know, my mom's, you know, everybody's so he, got a mom joke backed up to that too. Cause he'd be like, who doesn't know your mom? You know what I mean? Like you'd have no way out of that. So of course he gives you tasks to prove yourself of to him. Of course he does. Of course he does. What, what would a video game be without tasks? And so, like, he gives you one to go help a friend of his that he wants you to ostracize. Like, he wants you to go ostracize this, like, get this person ostracized. Really? Who's agreed to be ostracized. Yes. I do remember that part. Like, like this person is up against this other person. The way it works, I guess, or worked, is there's two people um, that are in a dispute, and the loser is ostracized from uh, Athens. And they're not allowed to return for something like 10 years or something like that. Some, some, some period of time. Um, and so you have to go get it such that the votes are swayed. You have to go influence the votes such that this person is ostracized. 
and he's agreed to it. And this is this is Pericles's friend. And so, yeah, that's one of the tasks. I mean, there's I mean, there's other tasks in there. Um, let's see. Oh, you have to help um, another one of his friends escape from Athens, who is an artist. Um, they're trying to to put him on trial. I can't remember why they're trying to put him on trial, but they're, um, but for the art, I guess that he's doing, they're trying to put him on trial. And so you have to help him escape Athens. So it's basically one of those sneak through and, and murder people and get him through. I, I but, uh, yeah, I mean, so there's a couple of different ones and then there is the, um, the venomous encounter one, which is where I actually learned that I, fa- I have like a favorite line, uh, inside of like the skill tree. Um, which is poison. Like I did poison. Yeah. So like, I, that's where I started filling out like this whole, that whole poison line and like putting poison on your weapons yep. and then like extending that is just massive. And then uh, even and on I don't the fire know. side, you can flip between the two and just have constant rolling damage over, over time on your, see, enemies. we've talked about this when we talked about magic, the gathering, how you and I both went with like the, the black green, yeah. Black, you know, yeah. slowly kill or sacrifice your stuff to kill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that because I do have like again, we we've talked about it before. Like, yeah, I went down the poison stuff so far, and that's like been my favorite thing is I I like I do the poison on my weapons before I hit combat. Yep. So that I know that if I'm you know evading, they're still taking damage. Yeah. It's the same you thing I, I ended up doing. And that I was actually get- I didn't actually get into that until way later. Um so like I have like keep your uh keep your uh armor clean. Like I have that one maxed out. Your, I have your yeah. keep your weapon sharp. I have that one all the way maxed out. So like so my you know ideal 30% more damage. I my armor's 30% increased. It's hard not to take those. That's such a big number. I thought I mean I thought that when I picked them, which I got I kind of got pigeonholed because I didn't want to start down another tree cuz you have what? You have hunter for the which we have not done a normal format for a long time. But there's a your your talent tree on Assassin's Creed is you have hunter, warrior, assassin. Right. And I have stuck mostly to warrior at about like 90% of my points. And and the other well, maybe a little less. Like se- it's like 70-30, but I've put none into hunter. I've done 70% warrior, 30% assassin, but I have done poison. I like the heal that you get. Yeah. I didn't do the Spartan kick because I was trying to be a um hipster and didn't want to do what everybody else was gonna do with the Spartan <laughs> kick thing. Did the bull charge thing. And you can only have four abilities at a time. So oh, you get I, more well, later. Oh, thank God. So, which, that Naga Mouse, baby. Naga, where are you at with them? With them monies, baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I, it's not I, as fluid as is just using the Naga Mouse okay. and, and having, like, the ability to, to do eight buttons all the way across. So, like, you so have right to now, tilde and then you get four more. But yeah. Okay, well, so for mine right now is four, four abilities. Yeah. And then, like, five is... um scale like mountains or climb things six is mount horse yeah so and then you got your clickers for combat but i do gotta give this game props and i was gonna say that a second ago was um i still give this game big props on the combat like not necessarily how perfect it is but how complicated it is like to you like you said you've still died that i give this game huge props for that because i could easily see this game being like boring on the combat if it wasn't as hard as it is yeah yeah because i I still have challenges i mean i still have to like roll the fuck out of the out and get, like, you can't just ba- you cannot just bash your head into people and win no no you have they to be very, like i said shit. when i get when i get overconfident like and think that i can just roll through a group of five that's when i'll die 
big uh, big D energy. Yeah, when I get when I get overconfident and roll, think I'm rolling through that big of a group, that's when I'm going to go down. I, and I know oh. it. Like it's like, oh, I can no longer back out of this. I'm fucked because <laughs> now I have archers coming at me, and I've got people beating me in the face. Good night. Cool. Let's reload this and let's pick some people <laughs> off and do it first. The right yeah. Way. yeah. Minimize the numbers. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's really what you should do. And that's what the game's trying to teach you. Like this yeah. is really what you're supposed to do. How about you do it right now? I still love when you come across the stronger mercenaries and you try to assassinate them and they just like grab you and throw you down. And be like, what are you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> that's, like- that's where you and I differ a little bit. Cause when you say you went 70, 30, I probably went more 50, 50 in, in assassination and warrior. I- I'm, and I, I wouldn't say I'm as, I'll say I would not say I'm as, as 50 50 as you are. I, 70 30 might be a little off. It might be like 60, 65, 35, whatever. But I also haven't. My biggest problem is it's not that I, I want to go more assassin. Right now, all my stuff's locked on level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I haven't progressed far enough to get more points over there yet, or I would, because that's, I, I will probably at the end of this be the hunter, cl- the hunter thing. Is going to be that sneaky deal where it's like if you went down that path at the end, it's probably like super good. Well, but I did to take me one, it has like, no point. I did take one hunter thing, and that was for the uh, charged up bow. So like you yeah. can mm. you can zoom in and you can take long range headshots and you can control your arrow. I read some and you can things. control your arrow. It's that sounds awesome. cool as shit. And you, you, like picking off headshots from from the bushes, and then like you're just in the bushes, and you got somebody dead there. They're they're busy looking around. You pop up, pick another headshot, and you pop down Dude, in the bushes. It sounds they can't cool. Find when, I, when I read that, it sounded cool, and I almost started going down that path, but I went, all four abilities right now are used up, so maybe it's something I'll have to but mess with later. But it's on one specific one because it's four bow. So you oh, have to shot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like you have to be in bow mode for it to be available. It's not available yeah. otherwise. Yeah, I might eventually do that. Yeah. But right now I'm yeah, I'm definitely probably like 60, 60, 40. But like I said, that might will that will probably change because I do like the assassination stuff. Like I said, because right now I get I hate that when I pull like a mercenary or someone like a leader or a captain or lieutenant or whatever. Yeah. You ain't you ain't murking them in one shot for me. Yeah. So I've got when critical assassinations them, and stuff, and then okay, I've got that up too. So yeah. yeah, when I try to murk them, they usually just fight back and then it becomes a, a battle. I can when I try to go after them, I don't kill them immediately, but it's usually I've got them down to about a quarter health and it's it's a short fight from there. Gotcha. Yeah, mine's yeah. like 50. I, yeah. My marking gets them at like 50 percent and then I'm like, OK, it's battle time. Yeah, which is fine because I figured out the battle mechanics pretty far. Like I said, I haven't died in a battle in a long time, like since that mer- that first mercenary. So last time I died. Yeah. So this is the part I really do remember because it's the one I did most most recently. After you wrap up all the little quests for Pericles, you get to go to his symposium. And all that is, is you get to go in there and you get to meet all of the different people from the Greek world. And I am not, I'm so I'm, I'm terrible with fucking names to begin with in real life. I'm not going to remember all these fucking names from a game. I'm just not. It's sorry. I'm not. You want to know them? Go play the game. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I mean, the one name I do remember is Socrates is a big part of this portion of the game. Um, uh, but there are other major like playwrights you would know from the like from that time that are in this symposium. So if you are a fan of um, this period, you probably would know some of these names because these are all mostly real people. 
So um, one of our last guests was Tyler or Tyrone. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, him and I are huge fans of the same stuff. When I didn't realize he played this game. Oh, so really? I, met, I messaged him and I was like, dude, this game has raptors. You got to check this game. He's like, yeah, I know it has Pericles. And I was like, it does. I wasn't to Pericles yet. So I was like, fuck, I didn't know you played this. He's like, oh yeah. I'm like, I had no clue that he, I thought we brought this up before to him. And I don't remember him saying he played it, but so, yeah. So I think if I talked to him about that, he's, he probably knew everything, which he's, I am a bigger fan of. Well, I, I wouldn't say bigger fan. I'm just pretty neutral, but he is a definitely a bigger fan of this era than I am. So yeah. I'm sure he picked up on all of it. He knew probably who they all were, but. Probably. I mean, I would, like I said, all of the names in there should be like, if you know this stuff, you should, you should probably recognize them. I'm trying to pull up like the, the list of people that are there um, because one of the, the, the person that you're really, um, so. You asked if I ever got propositioned by anybody. Of course, I did the the lady, but you asked about a guy because I was I'm playing Cassandra, the, the female character. Um, Alcibiades is um, the name of the gentleman who will propose to you during the symposium. Um, you get to join him for an orgy if you'd like. So, God bless. Look, look forward to that if you want. I do. God bless. <laughs> so, <laughs> more power, so, <laughs> man. More power. <laughs> so that is an option. I did, did want to bring that one up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. And he actually stays um, in there. Um, uh, he stays throughout the game. Like you'll you'll run into Alcibiades um, a few more times. He'll send you on a few different quests. You'll run some some missions for him and stuff. Um, uh, all in the goal of trying to find, um, Marini. Like, um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, that's, I guess probably a good place to, to kind of wrap up is like right at Pericles's symposium. Um, you get to meet a- another big player. Um, and I'm trying to remember her name at this point. Oh, um, God, I'm going to butcher it, but that's our thing. So yeah, um, it absolutely is. As, as Tangents, Asia? butchering stuff, IPAs. Yeah. Aspasia? Aspasia? Spell it for me. A-S-P-A-S-A-R-S-I-A. So S-P- or A-S-P-A-S-I-A. Aspasia. So she's a real person and was really in charge of a lot I, from what I've read. Well, and some of these throw me off because they'll be spelled where you would pronounce it like that, but then when you hear like an actual person and from the from that era pronounce it, it'd be like a C, a pair of C. You know, it'd be it'll be uh-huh. different. That's like like I said, the Pythia threw me off because that's not how everybody pronounces it. Right. Like the game I don't even know if it pronounces it like that. But so Yeah, no, that's so and I think we talked about this before we started recording, but I would like to continue this journey i actually i really want to work on beating this game or at least getting to a point that i'm like at the top and you know maybe clo- I, actually i would like just to beat it and maybe have a third maybe next summer we'll end the summer again with this and <laughs> maybe by then we'll we'll you know actually have this game beat because you know it's weird to me it was felt like work at first because we were so far out from the last time i played it that when we decided on this i was like oh fuck okay i gotta i just need to i j-, and i like kept telling myself it was so weird I kept telling myself, just turn the game on. Kind of yeah. like it's, I almost feel like it's a motivation thing where you're like, just put your shoes on, put your gym clothes on, 
your body will take care of the rest. You know what I mean? And yeah. and you're like, if you could just get your shoes on, you'll you'll go from there just fine. This felt the exact same. I was like, if I just get the game on, I'll figure out where I'm at. I'll get back into it. And it did. I did. And I'm really happy that we did this because that's as soon as I got in and gave it maybe maybe an hour and instead of like focusing on doing everything perfect or you know making sure I don't miss anything instead of playing that level of like detail just playing the game and not worrying about it yeah oh man it just I I dove in instantly and I was like I really like this game like I do there's definitely a lot to like about the game um so that's going to bring us up to I guess what we really need to get to and that's the ratings well, can we can we do our normal super late? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go for it! Yeah. So, guys, we're on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, check us out. We've got a big voting thing coming up. Uh, if anybody listening, please hop on there and send a vote. I don't care if it's a private message. I don't care what it is. If it's on the post, I'll be resharing that soon for the Halloween episodes because our last one, just like last year, our last one will be a choice between three games. Um, that hopefully I come to your house and play. That's or kind I of the come goal. To yours, one of the way. Well, well, however way. we do it, right? However we do it with the wives, we're gonna get the wives involved, like always. Turn the lights off, make it scary, play the game. Hopefully, have some awesome pizza and beer. Get listen to my wife get drunk, and then and then record <laughs> an episode uh, for the final one for Halloween. Which I I do feel like. I mean, you are a big fan too, but I definitely feel like Bailey and Brandy are big fans of like the Halloween stuff. Halloween is Brandy's favorite time of year. October I, is her month. She was born in October, sir. So there it it's is. Her birthday that's, month, and this is it's, it's Bailey's favorite holiday. Is Halloween. Yeah. So I do feel like that's like a thing we talked about that last time. So yeah. So get on there and vote, and then here I'll let you lead it up. And wherever you're listening to us at, please give us a rate, review, or subscribe. Yeah, buddy. All right. Um, so yeah, we we can wrap it up and I'll read a thing about the brewery. Um, as soon as we do, do you want to do, uh, so how we- do we want to do the rating? Because, so we did rate it before and I can't remember how we did the long dark, but I think this one deserves a little bit different take on it. I was going to do a whole new rating. You're going to do a whole new rating. Okay. It's funny because it's not much different, but it's, it's actually, it's, so it's just funny. Let's give our previous ratings just so we can compare, sure. I guess. And okay. previously, um, we rated, I rated the game at 9.4 and you rated the game at 9.3. Yep. Awesome game. I, you know, hands down awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that rating definitely shows it. I mean, especially in that the opening, you know, five, 10 hours of gameplay, it's so grabbing. Um, it draws you really into the game. Storyline. Uh, choices, uh, graphics, qual- just quality. I would just, uh, the word I would pair with this game is quality. I think quality, it's a quality game. Quality, yeah, for sure. And so that brings us to what do we, what do we think about it now? And so we both have probably doubled our time, right? So you probably had 10 to 12 hours before, now you have 25 to 30. For sure. I had about yeah. five hours before, five, yeah, I'd say about five, and now I've got probably 12. Yeah. So just a little over double. Yeah, yeah, we probably um, just over doubled. Give me a whole time. new rating on how you feel about this game now. I mean, I, I think that that's. D- don't even worry about what you rated it last. Just literally, how do you feel about it now? So, if I was to look at the so if I was to look at the gameplay that I've had since rejoining the game, um, just from this point on, like from where I picked up on, uh, which was. 
at the point where I was already on my way to um, the symposium. That's the point where I, I like left off. Like I was already on the Ready way for to that like, orgy. Well, I, I mean, I was getting close there. I was on my way to meeting Pericles to go talk him into getting um, uh, into the symposium. Like, so that, I mean, like I said, when I picked that, when I picked this game back up like a month ago, because we, I mean, we've had a long break since we've we did. recorded a podcast. We did. And I wish I would have started on this sooner. Um, and I did. More. <laughs> Unfortunately. Right. So I've been just, playing for quite a while. So, like, dude, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I have been so busy. Dude, I, well, I mean, I, I took like two weeks off because I went on vacation. So like, right. that's another thing I played factors into this whole thing too. So, you know, it is what it is. But with all of that said, like if I was to just gauge it based on that, like it, it it's still a very, very high quality game. I'm still rating it in the nines. I don't know if I rated it a 9.4. Um, I rated it probably a 9.1. Um, that's that's probably where I'm at right now is a 9.1. It slipped a little bit for me because it slowed down. Um, it's, it's easy to get lost in a lot of the things that are tangential that it's still fun. It's just not like it, there's no goal. Um, so like I've murdered an entire wing of the cultists uh, because that's awesome. Man, they're that's terrible awesome. people and they all yeah. need to die. Yeah. And if I can kill them, cool. Yeah. So no, I actually really like that. They, Plus, killing the cultist also allows you to like upgrade your spear. What? Um, yeah, so that's one of the really cool things. Like, you get to upgrade the spear. Um, the spear. Uh, uh, so like, every time you kill a cultist, you ki- you pick up the little um, the little triangles, triangles from what are they? I can't even remember what they're called. No, but I don't know the golden triangles that you make that that weird thing with. Yeah, the know. artifacts or whatever. You pick up those little artifacts, and f- for every artifact you pick up you pick up like three of them at, for the first upgrade and you get to upgrade the spear. Can I ask and it you gives something? You, yeah. Do you know who his dad is yet? No, I don't because I've been so focused on going after Marini. Fuck the dad, dude. Fuck the dad. I'm going after Marini. I'm curious so, be who they're going to do historically because so you're descendants of King Leonidas. Yeah. Right. Uh, from Sparta. Sure. So, who are they going to have historically be your? I think it's, I think it's going to be a big name. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, that makes that, I'm excited to play more that you don't know who it is yet. That makes me want to play more. I guess I'm probably not as excited because I'm not as wrapped up in like the 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 history of the you know the era or of that you know that civilization. Like I I really don't. So for the story, I could care less. Right. The story points me to Marini points me to the mom that's that's what the story is pointed me to the whole time have you found her yet so you haven't i have her? not no see there's so much that's why i said i'm i'm still on the pirate island like there was all there's so that's why the it slipped for me is because there's so much side stuff to do to get to what your main objectives are which is one of them is finding out who your mom is yeah or where your mom is if she's still alive is she still doing well like you think she's still alive but is she really and so Following that path, there's a lot of side things. And that, to me, I guess I'm just getting old, man, because <laughs> all of the all of the little side things that I'm getting lost in that I, I still find really fun drag the game down a little bit. You know, no, I get that. We talked about that. Like, it's well, and this game sets such a strong pace storyline wise for character arcs. That's the other early thing on. Too, right? I mean. You know, it's like, like I said, you know, you you come You're out of the tutorial, which is screaming. Right. 
swinging and stinging and fuck going. You know, it's, it's like so fast. if you don't fuck around, you can quickly move. I mean, in the few amount of hours I've played, I feel like I went through so much like storyline shit that I was like, ah, oh, epiphany, oh, eye opener, oh, crazy. You know what I mean? Like Herodotus. I, there's like shit everywhere. I'm like, holy fuck, I want to keep playing this game. So, and I think that's going to show in our ratings, but I do also think that, you know, we should definitely make it a point with that much left that we do try to attack. We do try to beat this game and do an, a last episode on it. Yeah, because I think the ending of the game know, will probably swing my summer, rating too. But, like, yeah. I, and I, I think we'll do an average. I think the whole new rating is your, so you're 9.4 to 9.1. I think yeah. we'll do a third rating and then do an average of where this game lands on from beginning to end, because I think it deserves it. I think like we, we talked about the long dick dark thing earlier, and I'm not really trying to debate which one's better or not. Cause I don't honestly care. They're both so good. I don't give a shit um, of the games that we've reviewed. We're at what? 36 now or something. 35. Yeah. This might I be mean, number 35 or something of the games we reviewed. I know that long dark and um, Assassin's Creed are up in the top. Yeah, you know, they're, they're in the top they five, are. if not top three. So, you know, it's whatever. Um, but with that being said, I'll give my rating. So and it might be because I'm not caught up to you and have that hit that slow, you know, lag yet. Um, I'm actually went up to what you were before. I'm a nine point four. Now I went up a notch. Yeah, yeah I mean, because, like I said, I can see that. And right where you're and at, it, it like, might be biased too. it might not just be the game. It might be a little bit biased because they introduced some people that I'm already learning about and listening to like. Uh, like I said, I, but, I just recently started listening to the same podcast again, which it's, a, I really hope you listen to it sometime. It's King of Kings. It's a three part series. It's like 12 hours of audio, but dude, it's so good. So good. It's one of my favorites. And I just went, got back into this for our podcast and went, man, I fucking love hearing about these characters. Yeah. I, I mean, and also you have to think about it. Like if you're at the point where you've just, um, met the cult, met your uh, sibling, and have met back up with Herodotus, and on are on your way to go back to Pericles. That is the pinnacle of the story to me, like the opening story, like that is where it just boomed out of the gate, and then after that, it does kind of die. Like you'll go and meet Pericles, and then well, after that point, it'll it to me that's where it kind of goes a little bit down because you have at that point, a, a lot of openings. Um, I think I was probably 11 or 12 at that point uh, in, in my, uh, my character level. And there's just so many different side, uh, side quests that you have to go complete to be able to raise your level up, to go complete the next quest, to raise your level up, to complete the next quest. To, it just, it, it, there is a, a little bit of a grind to it that does halt the storyline. So you don't get as much fast-paced as you do initially. Right. Not, not, not so many swinging and maybe some more strategy, slow-paced. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, not to have like a boxing analogy, but you know, yeah, you can't just swing Hail Marys all day long. You, you got to be save some energy. But <laughs> so, okay, so we'll get into the beer of this. And I would like to say a few things before I do. So I've actually already read what I'm about to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this before, and I don't mean to be on a soapbox about it, but I'm I'm actually really... I've really pushed buying local and supporting local for, uh, for, and it's not easy. And I, and when people don't, I don't blame them. When people's like, you know, I'm not going to judge people. It's like, I know I shop at Walmart cause it's way cheaper. Like I do too. We have a big family. Like, you know, of course I do. But yeah, if you have the extra money, like you guys went out, you and Brandy and had some beer at a local brewery and you know, had a good time. I do support that if you can, because it's, it's hard. I think right now is a really tough time for a small business. 
This, I want to say, is a small business, but what they did in this little thing I'm about to read, I do think is pretty cool because they stuck to their guns, and it probably cost them money to do it. But here it is. So this is Logboat Brewery out of Columbia, Missouri, okay? I'm going to read their little Made in the USA thing, and then we can give our ratings on their beer. Okay? All right. All right. So in the spring of 2013, we broke ground at 504 Face Street and began renovating what was a meat packing facility built in 1960s, built in the 1960s. It sat vacant for over a decade and needed a lot of work. But with vision and a solid support system of friends and family, we began our journey and laid the foundation for Logboat Brewing Company. During the exploration and equipment manufacturers to supply Logboat with our tanks, we wanted very badly to support an American company and continue to house the only U.S. built products. Again, that's a big deal to me only U.S. built products to this day. We were discouraged by the pricing associated with U.S. built stainless tanks <clears throat> until our head brewer, Josh Ryan, mentioned metal craft fabrication out of Portland, Oregon. Contacts were made, conversations were had, and before we knew it, Tyson, Andrew, Judson, and Josh were on a plane to Portland to visit metal craft, meet with their team, design our brew house, and put a down payment on what would become the single largest purchase of our lives. We were lucky enough to be <clears throat> one of the last customers for metal craft fabrication supplied tanks two before they went out of business a couple of years later. Since then, we have acquired a few new tanks in the brew house from other U.S. companies out of Oregon and Wisconsin. Currently, we brew all of our beer on a three-vessel, 30 BBL brew house, and currently have 10 fermentation tanks, two 30 bubbles or whatever. You can BBLs. I'll explain that in a second. Um, seven 60 BBLs and FEs and blah, 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 and three conditioning tanks. On average, we are brewing four days a week and packaging about 200 barrels per week. We send out around 50 pallets of beer per week and of draft and cans to 37 countries and uh, 37 counties in Missouri. So kind of some tongue twisters in there. Sorry about that. But what BBL is, is pretty much barrel. Everything's brewed in barrels. Barrels are roughly 31 gallons. Right. So if they have a 30 barrel system, they can roughly brew at a time 900 gallons, which is not a small feat, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you have massive breweries like um, Budweiser and stuff doing, you know, thousands a day. Yeah, but on your you have microbreweries that are doing gallons a day. So the fact that they can do nine hundred at a time gallons a day, and, and they just listen to their numbers that they're sending out—that's a pretty big deal. And it's especially since they're like all Missouri bound. I mean, right. And I give tons of props. They stuck to their guns, kept it in America. It sucks that that country that company went out of business in Oregon, but sounds like they found other ones around there that probably picked up the business. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we've talked about this before. Craft breweries that are really getting big are usually the ones that were founded in the late 90s, early 90s, <laughs> late 90s. These are 2013. You know, that's pretty cool. And I, right. you know, it is what it is. They're still pretty young, I guess is what I'm saying. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's definitely something we've seen over our last couple brewers, like Martin City was a newer one too. Yeah. So uh, it's cool to see some, some new faces uh, getting out there. Um, and just because like they're the local hardest time. I feel like this is the hardest time to do it right now. You know, I mean, definitely over the last few years. Yeah, it's probably been rough. The fact that you can still find these brewers out and on the shelves or in their own uh, brew houses is amazing. So, so a little bit of insider for people uh, that that listen, um, and and I can't give you exact numbers, but I know from the inside scoop that I have you're going to see more beer price increases. I don't doubt that's it. Coming. Like, that's coming. That's coming. And I would say if I was to do some quick math, I would say about a 5% increase, 5 to 10% increase in, in all beer across, across the board or increase in price. 
I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, there's general inflation going on. And then I think there's also with the the we- recent weather issues. I mean, there's also uh, ingredient uh, problems going on as well. Right. So um, wasn't I like also reading that there's also like some hot thing going on. I haven't caught that news feed yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. I, I just know from, you know, so most, I can only, I say most, I can only speak from what I know. And usually there's a one to two beer increase, beer increase prices a year. Uh-huh. One used to be the standard, then it became like two. Well, mm. now there's been like several micro ones. And then what, what they do to counter what most places are trying to do is they're trying to remove like um, special deals on pallet buys and stuff to kind of counter out that. So they don't have to increase across mm. the, the whole board, yeah. but it's so much at this point. Now they have no choice. Like you're seeing them remove all special deals on, on buys, which can be beneficial for smaller people that can't contain, like not everybody can buy a pallet of beer to sell it. So like, that's fine, but you're going to see 30 packs. You're going to see everything from your craft. That's why I said across the board. I think you're going to see craft beer. And you're going to see your domestics all across the board, five to 10, 10% increase. It would be, uh, that's, I can't say that's fact. I, I can say that that's an educated, somewhat educated guess is that's what you're going to see across the board. Yeah. Well, tis the time, sir. Yeah. And, and you're not wrong. It is kind of right now. So, um, so we've drank these. I actually drank three of my four. Nice. Uh, I, I, it's, and this is not anything about the judgment of which ones, but I actually drank two of the American Paleos, one of the sna- pineapple snappers. Yeah. But just so you know, I'm going to drink that pineapple snapper in about two seconds. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I read that, like I said, I'm glad that they stuck to America, whatever. That's cool. Stuck to, you know, local, somewhat local. Well, um, I mean, within the U S definitely within the so. U S right. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I don't know that that's always the choice to go for them. I mean, financially i should say like that's what i should say it's like financially that was probably a choice they had to make to spend more and that's what i was trying to get at earlier is it's not always easy to support local like i get that if you don't we all get it like you got to do what's right i'm a big money guy i'm a big price guy i (laughs) I check all the numbers on stuff and sometimes it's a little cringeworthy when you support local but they're they're not trying to rob you that is probably the price they are only they're getting the same benefit to sell you that than what the probably the big places are too they just didn't get the deal the big places did and that's that's crappy but it is what it is so out of that off of that soapbox i will give you my ratings now for the beer all right um the snapper yeah the old snapper interested 6.4 all right cool the lookout 6.1 okay cool what you got all right, so I've got the snapper, of course, a little bit lower than you. No way, <laughs> <laughs> but not not much lower, actually. Good. Um, what, do you, what do you got? I got six point two on it. Um, it's Could've a little bit it. a little bit too bitter for me. Um, not enough, not enough. The pineapple pineapple that's on the nose comes through on the palate. There's zero on the palate, but like tons in the nose, so it's really weird. Um, and then on the uh, the lookout. I had a 6.8, actually. Oh. Yeah, I actually care for that a little bit more. Dude, it's funny. So, So. (laughs) being transparent with you, Tyler and I have made some comments about how we feel like you and Brandonius have some stuff in common. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's funny because that's like his one of his favorite beers or whatever. That is about. one of his favorite beers. And you and like I, it. You're at 6.8. That's funny to me. <laughs> I do like it a lot more um, just because, yeah, it's it doesn't have. So I will I will be clear about this. Like, it's not up in the sevens. It's not up in the eights because it doesn't have any of like the fruit flavor or smell like pineapple or melon or anything like you would have. I don't get any of that on the palate at all. The thing I do get is that it is way more drinkable than the snapper, like palate wise. I really, defi- yeah, I definitely could drink way more of these. It's not as bitter. It's just ways more smooth. Yeah, it's just way. I actually it's thought it's not the, as hot forward. I so and I kind of did a little bit more. Um, I think that they're pretty across the board the same. And so where I went in my head was I went. 5.5 to 7.2. I don't feel like that 5.5 is drinking like a 5.5, but I feel like the 7.2 is drinking like a 7.2. I'll give them that. But I feel like that 5.5 is drinking closer to like a six and a half to seven. And I went, mm. yeah, like that's kind of weird to me. You're almost at a domestic level of alcohol, but you still got some bitterness going on that I was like, yeah, I'm not really. That's kind of what swayed me down. And I think it recently- just drinks like an IPA. I mean, or well, it, it drinks like, I, I guess it drinks like an APA. APA, it- yeah. But it, I mean, it, it does, um, with that darker color, uh, I would expect more, uh, I guess, uh, flavor, caramel notes, like, yeah. like that, it, cause it did come out a lot more amber than you would think, like of a pale ale, um, even being, I guess, an American pale ale, like it is an amberish color. So you would think of like caramelized notes on it, like they did something there to actually make it malty or something. But I it's would not. like to. Um, I would. It would be really hard to pull off, but I would like to have an episode where we had all of our because this is not we we've talked about this as much as you give me shit. We've talked about this. This is IPAs are not our go to if we have a choice. It's going to be wheat beers. <laughs> I treat I treat wheat beers like most drinkers drink like domestics. For sure. Yeah. My go to, like, hey, what do you want to bring to the party to drink, to smash 10 of them? I'm going to say wheat beer. I don't care yeah. what wheat beer, probably going to be a wheat beer. That's my level of domestic. And then I'm going to go, oh, you want a dessert beer? I'm going to choose a porter, a stout, especially a coffee porter, coffee stout, um, you know, a milk stout. I'm going to get into those. We, earlier we discussed, like, before we started recording, we discussed, like, you know, the snow beast that can cater. Hopefully we get this that this year. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, those are my dessert beers. Those are delicious, right? Um, but I would like to, because how much my tastes have changed and my judgment has changed, it would be cool to sit down with all the IPAs or APAs or whatever, anything pale ales we've had and, and run them against each other. Because I just talked to someone the other day that I don't know their name. I don't know who they were. Actually, I was on a phone with my, my buddy Quentin was on the phone. He's like, they were talking beers. He's like, talk to this guy. He'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, threw me on the phone with a guy that drinks IPAs and we got the bullshitting for a minute. And it was about, um, and I went, have you had Incarnation? Yeah. That's still one of my go-to recommendations that you can find a lot of places because you found it at Walmart. You know, I was like, it's got stained glass of the thing. It's from Four Hands Brewery. It's in Missouri. Like, look for Incarnation. It's really fucking good. And I still would argue, and I would like to now run that against some of the other ones we've had to see how much my taste has changed because I still think that's one of the best smelling and best tasting IPs I've ever had. I wonder if we couldn't do like a, a pick six pack and, and make that like an episode where we do like the IPA comparison or something. I would like, I'd have to find like a party game to go along with it. I'm but like speaking my language. Yeah. I don't know. Something interesting to think about. 
but yeah. Well, sir. Um, so 6.2, 6.4. So I beat you on the snapper by 0.2 and then look at 6.6.1. It's so not like crazy different. So, I mean, no, not, not crazy different, but yeah. I mean, still right. in the same ballpark, but yeah, yeah, I did care for that lookout a little bit more. Right on. Um, so yeah, let's put this on the episode. So you ready to play some Overwatch? For sure. <laughs> uh, dude, right on. Okay. So let's wrap this baby up then. We'll pop on some Overwatch and then, you know, work our Friday. All right. So you ready for this? Yeah. Do you want me to do it? You, you gonna no, 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 I can do it. Um, right. I'm actually really excited about this. So, cool. uh, and it's closer that's so I'm a, I'm a delayer. Everybody's been a month ahead of time. Oh, pumpkin spice. I can't wait for fall. And I've been going, stop <laughs> rushing my summer away. Right. Right. I've been saying that to everybody, Facebook, whatever I'm on. I'm like, stop rushing summer away because I like pool parties. I like hot. I like cold beer. I don't want to be cold because it, fall is awesome. By the way, fall is fucking awesome. But I know what follows up with fall. Fuck the winter. <laughs> Other than beer. And if I can stay home, fuck the snow. Fuck winter. I don't want any part of it. I don't like not being able to move very well. I don't like the coldness. It bothers me. Uh, I'm becoming an old man. Give me the heat. Yeah, I can move better. So. With that being said, I started, you know, trying to work on the map out of our October stuff. Right. And I did not realize how lucky we got. I don't know if this is, I haven't looked, you know, years ahead to realize that this is going to happen, but we again are getting lucky with another three episodes in the month of October. And yeah. literally our third episode lands on Halloween. Oh, nice. We, we always release Monday mornings. Monday's a Halloween. So it's like the way it falls. Sweet. Our third episode lands literally on Halloween. So the right. I didn't expect that. We got three last year. You know, this is our first, you know, we're breaking into our second year. We're trying to create this. We've, I say trying. We are really kind of creating this tradition for Oktoberfest and Halloween. Um, yes. We, I would love to stick to keeping the wives on for Halloween episodes. I hope we have this. This Hellblade was fun, but I hope the next game we have is super scary, which from I only put scary options up. So I think we'll be safe. Yeah, <laughs> I hope Bailey's scared to fucking death because it'll be funny. Um, oh yes. Oh, because she likes scary. She likes scary movies, but she likes to be able to cover her eyes. And so I told her <laughs> she has to play. And for those of that don't know, when you play something scary versus watch something scary, it's a different level. Oh, when yeah. you're in control of the situation, whether it's AI or CG or a video game, it doesn't matter. It's still scarier when you're in control of the thing that can be killed. Yeah, you yes. know the person that can be killed. It's still fucking scarier. So. This will be fun. So here we are. Um, so next time on the monologues, continue our tradition of Halloween, Oktoberfest, pumpkin beer, bonanza. We have our first episode of our three-part October series, right? So we're going to use Back for Blood. Or no, no. Uh, yeah, no. I think that's the name of it, right? Yeah. Back for Blood. Yeah. Back for Blood. It's on. It's been on Xbox Game Pass forever. It doesn't look super scary, it but it's a zombie. Out, it was a launch day, I think. Uh, last for, year, right? Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Right. It doesn't look super scary, if I'm being honest, but it's a zombie killer yes. type game and it looks couch co-op and co-op. So maybe we'll get that worked in. It is. Yes, actually, it is a, a co-op game. So. so that could be a lot of fun, especially since Bailey's picked up a lot of video game playing lately. Not mad about that. <laughs> uh, that's always a good thing for my life. Um, and then we're doing something from. Weren't you originally from the North area? Well, so no, I'm not from Minnesota, but I have been to Minnesota because Minneapolis, Minnesota, to be specific, because the company I work for is actually based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, so, so we're going to do their Shirley Oktoberfest. So I actually know the Surly 
Surly. Uh, Surly. Okay. Yes, Surly. Surly Brewing Company. Thank you uh, for It's actually correction. a really popular uh, brewing company up there. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's Minnesota's biggest craft brewery. I would probably, yeah, say Because I kind of looked true. into it before I picked it, um, which, holy shit, I had so many options. It's kind of sucks we limit it to three. There are so many beautiful options for October. October's a big deal. Um, yeah, that was in the beer world. amazing. So we're going to do Surly, uh, their Oktoberfest, and Back for Blood for our next one. Um, and guys, if you are listening, check out, please. Uh, you know, I've got some posts out there. I'll, I'll re-spam them. Um, please vote on a scary game to scare the shit out of my wife. It'd be good. The scariest would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, if you like drinking. Or you like gaming. Join us next time on The Monologues. <laughs>